Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to. Oh, uh, mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, mom. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to Feminists Around the World. And yeah, we are ending AAPI History Month. Uh, it is the 30th of May, just to... 2023, just to put a timestamp, because, you know, you might be listening 10 years down the road and be like, what? But yeah, <laughs> for us recording, it is the end of AAPI History Month, and we wanted to end with the Chinese-American artist who's been using her talents to advocate for the environment and human rights issues all over the world, and is still using her talent today to make powerful statements. And we are talking about and celebrating the works of Maya Lin. Lin is an architect, designer, and artist who's been designing for decades and has been celebrated for her work and advocacy. Uh, as one article from PBS.org said about Lynn's journey, one of the rare few who have managed to forge a path in both art and architecture, Maya Lynn is at once sculptor, architect, designer, craftsman, and thinker, says art critic Michael Brinson. Since she founded her own studio in 1986, Maya Lynn has been proposing ways of thinking and imagining that resist categories, genres, and borders, said Brinson. And her works have touched people in a way unprecedented in contemporary art and architecture. Whether creating public or private art or architectural works, Maya Lin creates places of refuge and contemplation in highly public spaces. She has redefined the idea of monument, addressing the critical social and political issues of our time, war, racism, and gender equality with her highly acclaimed work. Lin was born in Ohio in 1959 to Henry Huan Lin and Julia Chang Lin, who had both immigrated from China. Both of her parents were not only educators, but artists as well. In fact, it has been said that Lin's aunt, Lin Huiyin, was known as the first woman architect in modern China. Her father was the dean of the Ohio University of Fine Arts, and her mother was a professor of literature of the same university. 
And as a daughter of educators, she spent a lot of time in her youth studying rather than playing with other children. Um, while she was attending high school, Lynn took courses at the Ohio University and even learned to cast bronze at that time. She went on to attend Yale University, where she graduated with a bachelor's in arts and continued with a master's degree in architecture. Right. And one of her main focuses in her work has been on nature and environmental issues. Uh, here's a quote from her site. Nature and the environment have long been essential concerns for Lynn, who attended Yale University when she earned a B.A. in 1981 and a Master's of Architecture degree in 1986. Lynn was thrust into the spotlight when, as a senior at Yale, she submitted the winning design in a national competition for the Vietnam Veterans Memorial to be built in Washington, D.C. Lynn's art explores how we experience and relate to landscape, setting up a systemic ordering of the land that is tied to history, memory, time, and language. Her interest in landscape has led to works influenced by topographies and geographic phenomena. And another quote from the PBS article, it says, quote, Throughout Maya Lin's body of work is a profound respect and love for the natural environment. Her interest in landscape has led to works influenced by natural topographies and geologic phenomenon, finding inspirations from rock formations to ice flows, water patterns, solar eclipse, and aerial views of the Earth. Influenced by the Earth artist of the 60s and 70s, Lynn brings a very contemporary perspective to the theme of landscape by merging the rational order of high technology with the transcendental and irregular forms of nature. And it was at the age of 21 that Lynn designed the Vietnam Veterans Memorial as a class project. And though she had one out of 1,400 other submissions, she faced a lot of controversy and criticism. Here's a quote about her project and the criticism. Her striking proposal, a V-shaped wall of black stone etched with the names of 58,000 dead soldiers, beat out the submissions of 14,020 other entrants. She encountered ferocious criticism when her unconventional design was selected. And here's another quote. Her winning design was initially controversial for several reasons. Its minimalist design, her lack of professional experience, and her Asian ethnicity. According to one writer, quote, some viewed her selection as an affront. They could not understand how a woman, a youth, and a Chinese-American could design a memorial for men, for soldiers, and for Americans. Some objected to the exclusion of the surviving veterans' names, while others complained about the dark complexion of the granite, claiming that it expressed a negative attitude towards the Vietnam War. Yeah, and apparently this was a blind entrance, and she has said before that if it had not been for that, she probably would not have won. Mm -hmm. um, and here's what she had to say about the memorial, and it's from her site. One of my classmates had seen a poster for a competition for the design of a Vietnam veterans memorial, and since we had just completed an assignment for the design of a memorial to World War III, we chose to end this class with this project. In researching for the World War assignment, I had noticed how war memorials often focus on the victor rather than on the individual soldiers' lives until the memorials to World War I in Europe. Those monuments were created listing all the names of soldiers lost in the battles. The use of identification tags had not yet been introduced, and with the onset of modern warfare, there was no way to recognize and identify so many of the soldiers, so many of the monuments were erected to the missing, with all the names of those killed listed. I was struck by how emotionally powerful they were, and I knew that I wanted to create a work that would focus as well on the individuals. On seeing the site in Washington, D.C. over Thanksgiving break, I had an impulse to cut open the earth. I imagined cutting into the earth and polishing its open sides like a geode. 
We had also just received the guidelines for the competition, which stipulated that the names of those killed be listed and that the memorial be apolitical and contemplative in nature. My design evolved into two black granite walls placed below grade, engraved in chronological order with the names of the men and women who gave their lives in the Vietnam War. At the apex where the two walls joined, the dates 1959 and 1973, marking the beginning and end of the war, meet, thus closing the circle of the time span of the war. A veteran can find his or her own time on the wall, and all visitors would be able to see themselves reflected in the names. I wanted the memorial to create a private and personal connection with each viewer to those names. The memorial sighting is directly related to the presence of both the Lincoln Memorial and Washington Monument, tying the three together physically and historically. The semester ended and I decided to enter the design in the actual competition that spring, not because I had any thought it could win, but because I wanted to say something about making this memorial personal, human, and focused on the individual experience. I wanted to honestly present that time and reflect upon our relationship to war and to loss. Yeah, uh, but the memorial wasn't her only notable works. She also designed the Civil Rights Memorial in Montgomery, Alabama, the Peace Chapel at Pennsylvania's Juniata College, the Women's Table at Yale, and the Langston Hughes Library in Clinton, Tennessee. But art and architecture haven't been the only thing she has been working on. Uh, She has served as advisor on sustainable energy use and served as a board member for the National Resources Defense Council. And her works have earned her many accolades, including being awarded the National Medal of Arts by President Obama in 2009 and given the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2016. Right. And if you want to learn more of her work, she has both a book and an Academy Award-winning documentary you can catch. Uh, the book titled Boundaries, which she did write, and the documentary titled Maya Lin, A Strong, Clear Vision. That was from 1994, I believe, so it's a little outdated, but obviously she has a lot of uh, amazing work out there. And in 2022, the Smithsonian National Portrait Gallery exhibited the first uh, biographical exhibit titled One Life, Maya Lennon, which was dedicated to her works and her contributions. Yeah, so she obviously is still getting a lot of recognition. She's still doing a lot of work. They're just recent projects that she's completed um, that they're still writing about. And I believe one of them was like her final project, but then she ended up doing another one. So (laughs) I'm sure there's much, much more out there. I feel like that's the way. You're always like, right. this is the end. And then, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Another Continuing idea. I'm on. called. I'm called to do. Uh, yes. Well, I'm sure we'll be checking back in. In the meantime, as always, listeners, if you have a suggestion for this segment or anything, any of our segments, our episodes, we have so many things going on. Uh, you can email us at Stephanie and Momstuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I'll Never Told You. Uh, we're also on YouTube. We have a book you can pre-order at StuffYouShouldReadBooks.com. No Academy Award yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you all. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.